my name is Peter. I'm an Arsenal fan. I'm joined by Oscar, a Chelsea fan. Come on, lads. The season is almost here. We're coming back. One more month to go. Lampard's boys are soon back in action. I'm joined by Adrian, a Liverpool fan. 15 years ago today, on the 25th of the 5th, 2005, the greatest comeback since Lazarus happened as Liverpool claimed their fifth Champions League. Fifth of six, by the way. Come on, what a beautiful day. Uh, Are you sure it wasn't better than Cristian Ball, the 3 3? Cristian Ball? Nah, one won the Champions League. I guess Ace Milan. I am joined by David, an Arsenal fan. I'm a blood clot, young. Shut up. Don't we all, mate? I'm joined by Robin, a Manchester United fan. Blood, football. Football is coming back, which I don't know. I'm a little excited, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, I miss getting frustrated at my team. I've got to that point. I miss football that much. But yeah, no. You miss getting frustrated at your team? Yeah. Wow. That's hilarious. That is hilarious, fam. That's, that's All right, people. So, the Bundesliga round two has started, happened over the weekend. Um, like any it. games you lot in particular, any, <laughs> any, any, any games in particular you lot picked up on that was of interest? You got banged. So I like Zig gave the biz to Mines 5 0, Timo yeah, won a hat trick. <laughs> and that's, that's it. Right. Right. Mines held. <laughs> Mine's held the corn that, that weekend, brother. I can't lie. Hey, Peter, do you know why Werner did that? Why? Because he heard you a couple of weeks ago say that it wasn't prolific. <laughs> I hear that, bruv. I, I can't wait for you to spend 70 million and he, and he, and he scores as many goals as Firmino. I swear. We'll keep that. We, can keep, we, can keep that, we can keep that one moving. Okay. See, the thing, the thing <laughs> with Werner, yeah? When you, yes. when you watch the way lads do play... Like, they've got a good side. They play good football. They pass and move and all this and that. But I'm not, I'm not sold by Werner because even though he scored, he scored, his goals are like, they're like replace right time goals. Do you know what I mean? They don't show outstanding quality. So it's one of those ones where what he's doing, he has to do it bare time in order for him to be considered that great. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I agree. Oscar, I hear what you're saying, but um, this takes me back to I think it was 2012 when um, when um, Papi Cisse came came on the scene, and he was just you know, he was going worldies every other week. He's got the banana go against Chelsea, and then Paul Merson of all people, Paul Merson, he came and he said, "Well, you know what? He's scoring he's scoring a load of goals, but they're all quality goals. They're all worldies, and you know they're not necessarily sustainable. That you can not necessarily be able to do that week in, week out. Whereas you said that you know Timo Werner mm. is in the right place at the right time. Guess what? Over the course of a season, you're going to be in the right place at the right time, and you're going to put the ball in the net. So actually, I think that's actually quite a good telling sign for me. If a striker is constantly in the right, because I feel football's a game of law of averages, wherein if you're doing the right thing the right amount of times, it's going to pay dividends. So if it comes to a side like Liverpool, where we did create a fair bit, I think he will clap goals as well. I have to be honest. And the fact that he's got 24 goals in the Bundesliga alone this season, I think it's his turnaround has been very good, especially in the past few seasons. I'm not sure if he's worth 70 million, but he is warranted a move to a bigger club. Mm. I wonder what you're looking at. 
Say that again, Oscar. No, because Robin said that he wouldn't be around 70 mil. But these are the figures we're talking, isn't it? Like when 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 his transfer is named, they're not. It's not no small forty million pound transfer. It's a big time one. The question no, I'd ask though is where will he fit in Liverpool's team? Where where is he going to play? Who are you going to drop Firmino's for place. Timo Werner? Firmino. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Agent, what do you have to say to that? Because that might run up the flow. It, it, it might it might potentially, and I think ultimately that's the slippery slope that Jurgen Klopp. Club is going to have to deal with because what Firmino doesn't make up for in numbers and by the way I, I think I've read somewhere that in you know, Liverpool's history Firmino has like the fourth most assists which, which sort of blew my mind but I think what Firmino for what Firmino lacks in terms of you know goal scoring in terms of output in that capacity his all-round game makes up for so um, you know the risk is obviously if you take Firmino out of that you lose that. However, that's not necessarily the only way to play football as well. And I do feel like, you know, myself included, I think Liverpool fans have perhaps overstated Firmino's ability and what Firmino brings. Because don't get me wrong, Firmino brings a lot, but that's not necessarily, there's more than one way to skin a cat, so to speak. So, <laughs> and, and also, and also, you know, that, it doesn't necessarily mean Firmino's done. You know, we could do 4-2-3-1. There's other sort of variations we can play as well. So, yeah. But but we, we, we do need a change. We, like, we need something different. Though. I, do, I do admit that. Yeah, so Leipzig, obviously 5-0 winners at Mainz. Um, question, do you think teams that are playing behind closed doors that are at home are at a disadvantage in a weird way because of the advantage they probably had over this time? Because it looks like now the football is more, you know, it's more quality-based, I guess, between teams. Because the home teams, I don't know if it's, if it's just me, but especially last weekend and then watching this weekend, I'm thinking, raw teams... Like, there's a few... Like, this... Okay, this weekend, for example, right? I think only one team won from home. Two teams won at home this season, uh, this weekend. And I just wondered whether or not... Whether the quality is just... You know, is it is it just... Is it quality... Is it, is it... You know, does it take away the fact that not having fans means... Bloody hell, we're, we're a man down here. I don't think so, because you're going... For the rest of the season, that's all you're going to get. So now it's it's now it's just not about the rally behind you. It's more about you as a footballer and you as a team playing on grass. Who is the better team? And you can see it. For example, last week Dortmund showed that they're the better team than Schalke. And even when they went to have a cagey fight at Wolfsburg, they still showed the quality that there is. So I don't think it's a disadvantage to anyone, really. It's just right now it's like, all right, cool. There's no distractions. Who's the better team, me or you? I I think there's hmm. something to be said about the fact that, um, yeah, it, mainly it's just a big coincidence, I think. It's not that big a deal. But on one hand, there is the idea that the team who is away, they are still travelling away. So if you're, you know, if you're um, Dortmund and you're going to Wolfsburg, you still have to make that journey as though you're playing in the away game. So there's still that, like you're still. It's not going to feel much different for an away team, whereas a home team playing in their home stadium with no crowd, it kind of feels particularly eerie. Mm. And I, and I think for teams as well that maybe aren't perhaps the best technically, 
um, you know, it's cl- as cliche as it sounds, they do use the 12th, they do need that 12th man, they do need that that extra bit from within that, you know, you can't necessarily coach, that, you know, if you're going for a 50-50, that clap, that roar from the crowd, it really, really sort of gets you going. And when, and, and, and let's face it, once, once you haven't necessarily got the technical ability to sort of deal with that, i.e. a, a buy-in, i.e. a Dortmund, you know, if you're on minds and if you do perhaps rely on your fan support, and you haven't got that for the rest of the season, it can be a big, big blow. You're dead, bro. So now it's more of a... <laughs> <laughs> You're a dead team, bro. That's, that's what we... I mean, <clears throat> I, I don't know about you, man, but very quickly, like, I have, I didn't watch all the football this weekend. The only game I watched was Munchen Gladbach Leverkusen because I was, you know, rooting for Gladbach to win. But Leverkusen are... They're a great and side as well. But I don't know... <laughs> Oh, they, they they got held that work. However, <laughs> in the game, like the way I, I think it was like one or or two. I think was it one was it two nil. It was even like two one two nil. The game was going in the Gladbach direction. Like I think they had a chance where they could have had a penalty shout, and I think then then it went down the other end, and then Leverkusen scored on a counter attack. Kai Havertz, by the way, is is a superb superb player, and whoever gets their hands on him, honestly, that guy, that kid, he's good. He's bloody good. But um, I just found myself like I remember seeing the I was watching I was in and out of the Dortmund game, but it, it was just boring to me. I didn't really I, you know I didn't really kick on it. The Bayern game like <laughs> you want to talk about giving the business Frank Frankfurt by the way like people were talking about I think we even spoke about this not long ago. The defending that Frankfurt have at the minute is unbelievable. They can't defend mm-hmm. to save their lives. They, the they are conceding they goals. Did, they did come back very right. quickly. At one point I was like, oh, hold on, it's three two at point or three 0 yeah. But to be I, fair, that's, I, that's, that's, that's been Frank's story this season. But do you not think like the, the, the poor defending is just simply down to the rustiness of these guys have not kicked ball for a minute, they're back and they're playing competitive matches? I feel like you can see that in the goals that are being scored. Just the fact that they're in, I guess. Nah, Frankfurt are trash. <laughs> Frankfurt's defending has been trash, but, you know, okay, look, you might have a point, Oscar, because look, you know, Mainz conceded five. Um, who else conceded? Schalke at home conceded three. Do you know what I'm saying? And, you know, you got obviously Frankfurt conceded five. Yeah, I mean, you know, Union Berlin ate, ate some corn as well on Friday night. But, like, everybody's in the same boat. Everybody's rusty. Do you know them ones? So maybe it's come down to, like, okay, who's had the best recovery? Who's had the best training in this in this off period? Maybe that's a, that's a factor. Um, and if that's what you want to, if that's what you want to go with, then all right, fair enough, you know. But everybody's been dealt the same cards, the same deck of cards. Do you get what I'm saying? So, I don't know, man. Uh, let's see in it. Other leagues are, are are looking to start up, like La Liga. We heard as well. You know, they're, they're looking to kick on. Um, Premier League will probably be later on in in, in June. Um, we'll see. And if there's a common trend elsewhere, then maybe there's a point, but. I feel like I'm sure I saw Frankfurt's defending like this at the start of the season. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure Bayern were putting five past teams. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. I don't really know. I don't really know. I think I think another sort of good indicator is when we sort of look at some of our youngsters that actually go over there. So I'll give you an example. Don't get me wrong, this isn't, this isn't necessarily an indication of his ability, but, you know, like the likes of Jadon Sancho couldn't necessarily get a kick at Man City. He's over there tearing it up. Um, you know, Reese Nelson can't really get a kick at Arsenal. You know, before his sort of disciplinary issue, issues at Hoffenheim, he went there, he also tore up the league. I suspect the same would have been said for Callum hudson as well. So I think we do have to sort of acknowledge that there is a lower level of 
defensive quality in that league, hence why teams won riot. Because I feel like there's a disparity. I feel like the, the good teams are very, very good. And then the, as you trickle down the table, the diabolical, man. Diabolical. Yeah. And they don't do well in Europe, isn't it? The, the ones that are lower than the top four, let's say. When it comes to Europe, I don't see Germany being represented well. In, in, in European competition and uh, and I you know it's it's bizarre I, I don't know it's maybe they maybe that's not their forte anymore but I always thought of Germany as such a robust and tough team from like the early two thousands and the late nineties and defending was one of their things but you go also, you look at the leagues now and it was it's so easy now come and also I think I think I think it's almost um, become a, a feeder league if that makes sense wherein so, so we were earlier talking about, you know, Kai Havertz, you know, either Bayern Munich or, an, or another top European side are going to snap him up. Um, we're talking about Frankfurt. Frankfurt literally sold their best three players. Well, they lost three of them. I think two. So they lost yeah. Jovic, they, they lost Haller, and then I think Rebic went to Milan alone as well. So do you think maybe that's perhaps another reason as to why there's such a disparity? Because it's ultimately become a, a breeding ground and a cultivator of good talent for them to then sort of proliferate to your, you know, your La Ligas, your Serie A's and your Premier Leagues? I think so. I think you've got a point there. I think it has become a feeder thing. The next stop is Bayern or, or outside. Do you know the ones that, that seems to be the go-to? So when you look at Bayern Munich's first 11, none of them, if, you know, maybe three of them came from Munich. Do you know what I'm saying? And so it, it is very much a, it is very much a breeding ground. But um, are, are you not still in train the Bundesliga at the minute? Are you still in? Are you still entertained? I'm well. It depends on the game, really. Um, I, like I said, I'll follow the big game. So I'll watch the the Klasica tomorrow. I'll watch that massive game. That one, massive yeah. one, um, huge, huge that, game. That will win. That, that will determine. Yeah, that I think for me, whoever wins that wins the title. That's a, that's, that's how depends. important I think the game. It, it, it still depends on Bayern I, I after that. So even I don't, Dortmund win, I don't think, yeah, even if Dortmund win, it's still one point. Mm. And Bayern can hold on to that one point. They could, but I think the momentum is... Like, Dortmund have had two very impressive wins the last two weekends, right? For them to go and go and beat Bayern, the momentum is with Dortmund and the fact that you have to hope Bayern do not drop a single point between now and the end of the season. Now, you could say the same argument for Dortmund, but it will be clear to me that Dortmund is, is on this trail that, are, that they're riding high alongside, let's say, Leverkusen. But Leverkusen are a bit too far. Um, but yeah, to me, I think if, if they can get in their heads, you know, if they can get in their if Dortmund lose this game, title's done, you know, it's over. But if Dortmund win this game, I think Bayern will have to do everything in their might to, to, to retain that title this year if they can. I, I don't see any weakness in Bayern, don't get me wrong. And I can very much see Dortmund collapsing. That's, that's what they do best. But mm-hmm. if they do get a win, if they do get a win, then, mate, it's beyond impressive. Yeah. Mm. I just think if we look I at the game tomorrow, we just look at key players. And right now, Bayern's defence is better than Dortmund's, especially with Alfonso Davies, who's doing a madness at left-back. I mean, but I'm sure, you know, Dortmund... Well, you look at the colours of this podcast, I think we have to root for Dortmund. We have no other choice. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it's, on brand. it's on brand for us to root for Dortmund. But I do agree with um, with Robin. I think Bayern just look too strong. Like you mentioned that Dortmund have won their two games. 
But Bayern have also won their two games. So going into this game, the form is like, you know, it's like pretty much the same. I think Bayern... But I'd, say, but I'd say Dortmund's wins are far more impressive because to win the derby is one thing. They've only won one derby, I think, in the last seven games, in the last seven attempts. And then to beat Wolfsburg away... Fair enough, Wolfsburg had 10 men. Say what you want about Wolfsburg. But they went to Wolfsburg and won there. So, And I don't think they've conceded a goal since they've come back. So the, the fact that, you know, you can say someone's defence is better. But, yeah, go on. Go ahead, but also, Bayern, Bayern don't even look like they're out of second gear. Like, they look like it's just they look, they're playing training friendly matches. Like, mm. it's just a kickabout. And... And you know I mean, do, do you know, sometimes that could seem like okay, maybe there's something left in the can for them, yeah. But Dortmund are playing. I think they're playing not maybe not not their limit. Let me not say that. But Dortmund are in third gear. They're they're comfortably cruising along. And I think if you're saying to me that you know what, I think Bayern are going to turn it on. I don't think it necessarily just works like that in football. If one team come on the momentum of you know they've got six goals in the last two games, conceding none, two very impressive victories then you, you got to do a lot to break that down mentally, you know, mentally. Unless Bayern come out of the gates, get an early goal, first 10 minutes, and then it will silence the crowd, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> the, you know, but, uh, it's, but I'm not saying Bayern can't win. I think Bayern are the favourite, but if Dortmund win, then, you know, watch this space, is what I'd say. But I also mm. think you know, if, if Dortmund lose, then that's a really, really, really title race over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a it's a top four battle, it's a Champions League battle, boy. That's it. That's a very That's very valuable game. Very very valuable. There's a lot of riding on it. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of things riding on it. Is there anything else from the Bundesliga that you guys had your eye on before we move on to other things? Um, the Berlin derby gave it a watch. I was like, okay. I never knew yeah. how far could be like that. It seems like they've had like See, a massive turnaround. See, this is and this is the point to my earlier question. With no crowd, right? Union Berlin have been good this season. They've been, they've, they've been very, very good this season, right? And the crowd is one of the things everyone talks about when you talk about their games. Yeah, it's one of those. But and and Hertha have been awful this season. They, they've been diabolical. But paper, if you put them both teams on paper, Hertha have to be winning this game. They, there's no excuse as to why Union should be winning this game. So the fact that Hertha won. I'm thinking, okay, normal service resumed. However, the form this season suggests this is actually a, an upset in a weird way. Yeah, that makes mm. sense. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So that, 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 that's the thing. Hertha, going into this game, if you said there was a crowd, I'd say Union win. I'd even go that far. I'd say Union would win because they will take... I, I heard Hertha's away allocation is something like 35,000. Yeah, it's that big. insane. It's, big. it's that insane. So you imagine their fame. I remember Dortmund went up to Hertha and literally the whole like part of the stadium was covered in yellow. And it was just like, they had like more, there was, bruv, there was like more Dortmund fans than there were Hertha. It was hilarious. Bizarre. Absolutely hilarious. But that's just, that's just because Hertha fans don't really, there's not, it, there's not that many Hertha fans out there. They're not, it's mm. not as, it's such a disappointing capital Football club in, yeah. in terms of in all the capital football clubs there are, it is it is the biggest underachieving. It's got so much potential. Sometimes they've got some money, so they're flooding it in. Say again. 
I was gonna say I was gonna say sometimes I think it's Munich that's the capital that, that's our underwhelming <laughs> that's a Berliner yeah but but you're, you're right about the money but yeah they're quite tumultuous because I know um for Jurgen Klinsmann had a stint there it didn't quite work out and yeah. I think they also signed um Piontek in in um, January yeah. as well they're quite you know coveted they did covered. yeah yeah so they've got you know got got, got peace yeah when 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 Klinsmann came in I think it was during the transfer January transfer window mm-hmm. and they were like yeah can I get I want to get Xhaka I want to get Piontek, I want to get... They had like a list of names they wanted to get in January for bloody hell. That is... They're going hard for this. And then obviously that just capitulated very fast. Yeah. Um, but there is potential at Hertha. Whether or not they can... They can jump on that potential, I don't know. But how, how was the game anyway? I didn't see the game. So Robin, what was the um, game? It was very cagey at the start. And it was a very Derby-like game, if that makes sense. Very crazy, okay. lots of tackles going and stuff. But as soon as the first goal went in, yeah, Union that just capitulated. Yeah, they just gave up. Really, that was that. <laughs> <laughs> Union, Union are just going to make sure they stay in the game, bro. That's it. Mm-hmm. They just need to make sure they stay in the league, and then they'll be fine. They'll be all right. Um, other matches here. Obviously, we've got we we, we briefly spoke about Gladbach Leverkusen. That was actually a good game for the neutral. To be fair, mm-hmm. I was just disappointed that Gladbach didn't win. I think Leverkusen are nice. They're really? nice. But they're disappointing in the sense that they they should be the second... They should be challenging for the second best team in the league. Comfortably, when you look at their players. No, but, but I think there's three three very good teams vying for that same position. But Leverkusen always seem to be like... I don't know, like... Okay, they're in the top four now. Okay, fair, fair enough. They're in the top four now. But they they had a poor start to the season. Do you get mm. what I'm saying? And when you look at their record compared to the rest of them, they lost like six games. I think Bayern and them lot have lost like three and four games. Like you know, Bayern, Dortmund, Leipzig. Leipzig lost like three games. I'm Leipzig sure they're was, thinking, how on earth? They, they they just love a draw. But I Leverkusen, ever, I always thought ever, that should be challenging. Ever since Leipzig came about, it has startled Leverkusen. If that makes sense, because like all yeah, like the up and coming so. people. That will normally go to Leverkusen have now gone to Leipzig. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But but I still look to their, their their side on on Saturday, and it's you know you Bailey coming off the bench. Kai Havertz, we've spoken about, is superb. Sven Bender, the defending from Leverkusen is one of his strengths. Like they got some good defenders, and then they got even obviously Jonathan Tarr oh. still there, and then you've got um you've got um what's his name? There's oh, I forgot what the number ten's called. But they've got him. He's a, I forgot what his name is. It's, it's gone out of my mind. I think it's like Demerol or something like that. I can't remember now. But anyway, oh, they've got, they got some good players. Say again? What, Under? Demerol? I don't know. But it's a Turkish guy, isn't it? Oh, no, not, not, not Under. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got him. Paulinho's pretty good as well. Like, they've got some good players. Um, the Diaby. Like, they've got some players, man. If they're, 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 if they're about it... Hmm. I was going to say, do, do you have you me? Sadio Mane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I see why you say that. I see why you say that. I, I think he's I think he's very, very good. But, yeah, I hope... I, if they do if they do progress into the top four, if they do make... I, I think they can, but they've got some big competition. They've got some big competition. Do you know what I'm saying? So, we'll, we'll see how... We'll see how, how that happens, how, how they get along. But... Um, yeah, that, that was mainly it. Kevin Volland, of course, is there. Aurelio's there. They got they got bare man, bruv. Ezekiel Palacios. I'm just looking at their squad now. 
Araguiz. They've got some players, bro. That man got players. But anyway. Um, cool. Uh, anything else on the German league? On the Bundesliga this weekend? Um, other than that, no, Emery Chan. <laughs> Emery Chan, yeah. What's Chan saying? What's he been saying? Why he thinks he was he's talking special. about Greece. I don't know why he thinks he's special. Like, what has he done? He's a World Cup winner. Yeah, but... World Cup winner. A lot of people are World Cup winners, and look at them. <laughs> but, but, but they're all special, bruv. They're all special. Champions League finalists. But, yeah, nah... I get what anyway. He was saying oh, that Sancho shouldn't leave and he should make magic at Dortmund, but he's not even a star at Dortmund, nor was he <laughs> just to say that he's going to make magic with him. Is he not injured? No, he was playing. I thought he was injured. Yeah, Interesting. He I thought he was injured. He's not a starter. Juventus got rid of him. He didn't do anything <laughs> at Liverpool. So I don't know why he was talking about his crud. <laughs> No, I think. I, I, I what think did you think of him at Liverpool? What did I think of him at Liverpool? I think. Yeah. I don't want to say it, but he was almost a jack of all trades, master of none. So he was very much, you know, he was very much in the mode of like a Milner, where it's like, I feel like in his younger career, he had so many different positions where it's like, you know, sometimes we'll play left back, right back. And he had quite a long, a long stint under Brendan where he was playing in sort of, you know, the left-hand side of a back three. And I think, oh, you know, and at times he was box to box, at times he was a six. So I think because he was moved about from pillar to post, I feel it ultimately stifled yeah. development and he never necessarily had an identity. And I think that's something that's played quite a couple, a couple of players, you know, even look at the likes of sort of Wayne Rooney, you know, perhaps if he maybe had that um, one designated role, have gone to that top, top, top echelon that he had the ability to do. But um, and I think another thing about him is um, he almost thinks like he's Superman at times. So I feel like he's the type of person where no, bro, he's the type of person where he'll roll up his sleeve and like uh, a one-two was on. But it was like you're trying, you know, take the ball. He likes to show people that he works out, and that he's got muscles. But no, he's, he's he's a very good player, though. Like, like he's got he's got all, he's got all the all the ability. Like really and truly, like Emre Chan should should be top. Like, I, I don't like putting a number on it, but he should be a top, top European standard midfielder, definitely. Who was better, him or Sahin? You see, this is... I want to sound very FIFA here, but I feel like... No, but Sahin was techie, though. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> very FIFA. <laughs> I feel like Sahin broke down. No, I, I, I was just going to say, I really, really like Emery's, Emery's physical attributes, and then he's a baller on top of that as well. Like, honestly, honestly yeah, I, I was gutted. I was gutted when he left us, but then when Fabinho came in, I actually said, hang on a minute, Fabinho's an actual defensive yeah. midfielder, Emre is a very good midfielder, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I hear you. So, Robin, what, 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 what's he saying, though? What's he been saying? Like, he's, getting, he's feeling special. He's feeling froggy. So, what so did he, he say? He was saying that he wanted to make magic at Dortmund with Sancho and he shouldn't leave here. I was like, hmm. Right. You don't do anything. You haven't contributed to Dortmund. That's harsh. Um, <laughs> why are you upset is it because he's disunited no no <laughs> is I it because he's saying don't go to United or I knew why you're saying because he's a Liverpool person so he's saying this because he wants to appease the Liverpool fans saying oh don't do this stay with all that stuff but at the same time to call himself yeah. to make magic he's not that guy I think Emery Emery was thinking of it you know 
bigger, bigger than just you know the link up between him and Sancho. And he was thinking about you know Borussia Dortmund as a, as a team, as a squad, and where and where they're going, where they're projected mm-hmm. to be. So we talk about Man United, who are sort of you know languishing in a you know. Are we league side? Are we the Champions League side? What are we kind of doing? Whereas Bayern Munich, are quite, uh, sorry, Borussia Dortmund, are quite clearly sort of challenging for the um, Bundesliga. And then let, let's be let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spades. Um, you know, I think Erling Haaland, Jadon Sancho. I think in seven years, in seven years time, they will be two of the best players on the planet. You know, then we talk about the likes of your Guerreros, your likes of your Hakimis, um, you know, adding acts of Vincent. And guess what? Emery Chan is a very, very good midfielder in his own right as well. And then you hang on, he thinks to yourself, you say to yourself, you know what? This is a team that's capable of challenging Bayern Munich to actually win the league. So, so that's that. I, th- I think it was coming at, coming at it more from that angle, not necessarily, you know, me and you, but it's more of, you know, me, you, plus the rest of Borussia Dortmund, we can be quite a, quite a good union. You know what, Adrian? That is very well said. Or was it? Yeah, if I could, if I could add to that, if I could, if I could add to that by simply saying, Dortmund are in the Champions League, Manchester United weren't in the Champions League, like, don't look like Dortmund they're going to be in the Champions, Champions League, League next season. <laughs> no, but they're a Champions League side. They were in the Champions League last season, they're in the Champions League now. I mean, they're going to be in the Champions League next season is what I meant. Um, and also, when you're a player, you want to play in those games like title deciders, like the game we're going to have tomorrow, Dortmund versus Bayern, Jaden Sancho is going to play in that game. Manchester United do not have a league fixture like that all season. You don't have a title deciding game. You don't have that. So, you know, for in our minds, we know how big the brand of Manchester United is, and we can see that, you know, with given the right pieces, Bruno Fernandez, Pogba, Marshall, Rashford, it could all work together, and and Sanchez could be something. Sorry, Sancho could be something great at United, and they could win stuff. But you have to you have to say the pieces are already like more aligned at Dortmund. They could win the league this year given the right circumstances. They so win the what Emery Chan was saying was let's do it now. Let's do it here. But if we look at the logic now, I feel like that team will only last a year. Yeah, and that's that. No, and I think and I think that's the sort of the asterisk because I think Emery said that under the proviso that maybe one year, maybe even two years. Sancho's eventually going to go to Man United. At that point, he'll be, what, 22, maybe 23 at the latest. So what, what Emre is saying is, give us another year, maybe even two. Let's make some history now, whilst we can. And then when the United project is a bit further along, you can go and progress your career over there because you're still very, very young. But right now, we've got the ability to make history. No, but I think if they don't win it now, and I think the amount of players that are at Dortmund, for example, I think Guerrero... I didn't even know about this guy until watching Dortmund properly. I was like, who is this person? Um, and or Witzel and all these players. These players that have been in the Dortmund system for a while now, I think will most likely look for a move this summer more than ever. That's why Robin, that's why what I'm would thinking. you do? What would you do if you were Sancho? Would you stay at Dortmund or would you go to United given the current circumstances? Depends what <laughs> Well, it's always when you look at any transfer, when I look I look at the team, if I'm looking at the team itself and thinking what that team can do in the future, looking at United team now, it's so young. However, given the time right and the development, that can be it could be a monster team in a few years' time. And it can actually be like that for a while. Um whereas Dortmund Under Oli. Not just under Oli, but under manager. If I'm looking at the team itself. Mm-hmm. Um, that team could be dangerous, very, no, very that's, dangerous. That's a, that's a fair point. If I look at Dortmund, 
Dortmund in general is a selling team and not just for United, for football in Europe in general. They always lose their best <laughs> players to either Bayern Munich or Real Madrid or that stuff. You don't stay at Dortmund for the long time unless you're Mauro Goetze. Yeah, I rate so, them. Them man just keep picking up players, bro. They're so, one of them. And, and, and also, uh, also, isn't the idea that that would change? Like, because every, every club is a selling club until they become the club that starts winning things. So the, the idea behind Emery Chan is that, look, if we, if we, you know, we've got, we've attracted, like, um, what's his name? Haaland, who was sought after Why a lot of the top clubs would have said, you know, United would have even said, maybe we should have took a gamble on this kid. He went to Dortmund instead. And now they've just got a team for young ballers, whereas if they really, really push, they could they could do something great and not become a second club anymore. They could like they could extend their legacy as a team. They could, they could. And I and I agree with you on that. But as of now, and I don't see Dortmund or that changing because if you look at the Bundesliga in general, it all looks like it's a feeder club to Bayern. And like trying to make Bayern the, the big German team that can go take on Europe. Because if you ask me, let me just finish this. If you ask me of Sancho, yeah, uh, if I compare the two things, I would be more inclined to move. Because he, as well, if I took, take age as a big factor, he's only 20 years old. So let's say if he doesn't work out at United or doesn't work out at Chelsea, for example, he's still a big baller and he can still go to many, many teams around Europe and still have a big career ahead of him. So that's my point on that. The thing I was going to say is, I, I would have agreed with you, Robin, that Man United is the is the one to go to if they do not have Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as manager. I think the big, big problem at Manchester United, yes, the potential's there. Yes, it's a young team and it's got ball is in there. You know, you hope in an ideal world, your Pogba's, your Bernard, what's his name, Fernandez. you've got, you hope that, that that nucleus can be there and be strong. Rashford leading the line, Martial up there as well. And there may be a few more additions as well, which United are more than capable of doing. The problem I have is that at Dortmund, I get it, it'd be the club, but it looks like it's going to challenge for the title much more than Manchester United ever will, will do for the next two or three years. Man United, if they come in with some big guns in, as their manager, say say if it is a Pochettino who knows how to play football, say if it is an Allegri who, who's a winner, or whatever managers that are left, then I'd say, do you know what, Manchester United now looks so much more desirable but at Dortmund the puzzles are like Emery's got a, Emery Chan's got a point in that the puzzles are nicely aligned the only thing that's missing for Dortmund is just a trophy to their name I don't think they even need to add anything to that team everything looks nice and set it's just that yes they're playing against the, the monster that is Bayern Munich and and I agree I think it's a, I think it's a fair point that it's more attractive than it is at Dortmund and as a United but if it's only one hurdle would you think it's more of a thing to win the Premier League is when there's more hurdles in the Premier League to come over and say that you are the best team whereas if you beat Bayern then that's it really that makes sense so like for example, is, United, you have you have to go against City you have to go against Chelsea you have to go against Arsenal you have to go against but all those teams. The, the question, the question is though, do, do you yeah. care about what medals you have or who you had to beat to get them? Like I care more about the medals. If, you know, I'd rather have three Bundesliga titles mm-hmm. than have one Premier League title because of how hard it is to win that league. If I ever win a league in in, in England, 
because, like you said, there's now that there's more caveats in England, it's just it, uh, it's long. Do you know what I'm saying? If, if I if I care about winning, I'm not joining Manchester United. Do you get what I'm saying? If I'm going to talk about winning, then I'm going to join City. I'm going to go Bayern Munich. I want to go Barcelona, Madrid, Chelsea. Even do you get what I'm saying? I'll go down that route. Liverpool. England, go down England, that road. England isn't a big attraction then. If you just want medals, because then you're going to have to work. Well, if you no, I'm saying no, that's but if he goes for the big two, if he goes for the big two like City and Liverpool, he's fine. Then he'll be all right. But and maybe Chelsea, depending on how they get their stuff together. But. I'm saying, that, I'm saying in general, I'm saying if you want medals and all you care about medals, you're going yeah. to find it easier playing in any other country than England because England, you have to work hard. Facts. 100%. I think the proviso there is that... Uh, I was just saying... Ahead, I was just saying, was oh, just saying that the problem, the trash teams don't lay down for you, guys. Mm. So, well, in England... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they don't. I know, man. I know. Unless you go, well, I, just, that, I, I was watching. Unless you go that one. I was, I was watching trash. I was watching. I was watching Arsenal get their butts handed to by West Brom away. I thought West Brom are struggling to get back in the Prem right now, and they were giving us work two years ago. So anyway, but yeah, um, yeah. But yeah was, you know, go on, Andrew, sorry. I was going to say, um, you know, Borussia Dortmund are, are perennially they will, I think. Unfortunately, their fate is sort of sealed, you know, for the next sort of decade at least, anyway, as being the selling club. You know, before before Haaland's and um, Ink yeah. is writing this Dortmund contract, you know, Real Madrid are talking about getting them in 2021, 2022, whenever it's going to be. But I just think for Jadon Sancho, at this point, and the way the seed, the way the, the tide is, stay an extra year, potentially win the Bundesliga because he's always going to go to Manchester United eventually because Manchester United is the juggernaut. Manchester United is, you know, one of the biggest um, clubs on the planet. However, is Manchester United necessarily ready to compete for the honours that they should be at this present moment in time? Possibly not. Would they be with a good manager with one or two other signings? Maybe. Dortmund maybe a little bit more ready of competing for the league over in the Bundesliga? I'd say so, yeah. So, why not? People are not going to have money to spend, you know. This hey. chance, people are not going to have money to spend, man. This transfer window is going to be... That's the, other, that's the other big thing. We do still have the money. See, and I don't trust Manchester before. United. And that's the thing. I, I bet you money... I David, I bet you Man United are going to spend bucks. No, you, of course As in, I'm saying... United. The people that run no, I'm saying, United are morons. <laughs> of course. You don't no, no, I'm saying, no, I'm saying... I'm saying that I think that you... Everyone's saying there's no money, there's no money. Man United are going to spend 100 million this window. No doubt. No what doubt about it. They will spend 100. Well, whether it's on one or two players, they... what I'm saying is 100 million will be spent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Whether it's, whether it's okay, because of selling players or net spend, whatever you want to call it, them man are spending 100 million this summer. 100 million now is waiting, you know? It is, like... it is a huge club. United, United, if they could, yeah, if, if there was no recession ever in football, we would be at the time where Man United would have spent 500 million in a window, no doubt. <laughs> that is how much money. I remember, like, when there was a year when they didn't, was it they didn't make the Champions League? The year when Van Gaal came in, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And you lot were signing Falcao, Di Maria, blah, blah, blah. The previous year, they finished eighth, blood, or seventh. Uh, that's when I couldn't believe life. I, I was like, at that point, I thought, no, nah, I can't believe what I'm seeing. That 2014 summer, I sat there in disbelief. Disbelief. Right. I was, the I, second biggest club in the world. I was, I was angry. 
Do you remember, David? Because we're there trying to find a striker and they gave us Danny Welbeck. Meanwhile, they've signed they've signed freaking Falcao and they had Di Maria for good measure. Huh? On Hi. That team should have won Honestly. the league, but again, managers. <laughs> I think you've got them all like right. I think good. Like, if you've got like pre ACL Falcao. Hey. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, because I saw a photo. I think I saw like it was like Falcao, Di Marina, Rooney, and Van Persie. I was like, what? You all had them at the same time? Like, just, it just didn't work Ridiculous. out. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And then, and then next year, get Bastian Schweinsteiger and Martial just to add to it. If you, if you, <laughs> however you feel. Just hey, because you know can. what I'm saying, and, and then after that, Pogba. I, I was getting, I was getting angry. I was, I was getting frigging <laughs> jealous and angry about this guy. Flashing peas, bro. Left, right, center. Look, bro. they've been, they've so been flashing peas bro. and mismanagement. That is what United is. Big football club. So you watch, you watch this summer, bro. In a time where the market is down, blood, like, that man will still find a hundred million to spend. You get more bang mm. for your buck. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking boy. of the Premier League. Yeah. It's somewhat... That's right. Better. We've got small groups now and the haircuts yeah. have been insane. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> the trimmer fees. Do you know what's funny, yeah? Only COVID-19 could do this, yeah? Where no matter how much money you make, your hair can still be repug. No matter how... how like, I was seeing Donnie's looking like me, bro, and I was thinking, yo, you're like 100 grand up per week. Kante. And it does not make you exempt. Someone <laughs> said Kante looks like a microphone. How was it did? <laughs> Kante lost his smile. Bro. I was weird about Kante. Kante. Kante didn't even have like a weird haircut or anything. It's just the fact that he had hair was so shocking. Like, <laughs> his hair was normal. It's yeah, it was. Oh, it was. Well, Connie, Connie, Connie. Yeah, the fact that he grew hair, it was nothing. <laughs> He does well, like, you know, like he ain't got a feeling. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, wife, could just let, let that go. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, let, let the hands go. That Sadio Mane, that, my oh. gosh, wow, Woo. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Sadio Mane. Now, now the trim makes sense because I've always questioned the trim. Yeah, I've yeah, always yeah. said, I think, what's he, what's he playing at? You know what I'm saying? Like, then there's a bit of gold in there, and then there's it, 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 it does things. Like yeah, I just thought maybe that's what money does. Do you know what I mean? But now, when you see now the hair fully grown, you're thinking, yo, hold on. What is this? What is this? And then we look at your brother. <laughs> Aubameyang. Oh, David, let me hear you on this one. What is going on there? <laughs> <laughs> I have no explanation, bro. Woo! Mash. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you see Pierre, you see Pierre. And the thing is, yeah, here's what it is. Here's what it comes down to at the end of the day. If my man is bagging 25, I don't give a damn what his hair looks like. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Not not a monkey is given. Because Bro. all the players who are cussing, funny enough, are all, are all good guys. They're, all, they, they're prolific. They're doing their thing. They're all ballers. Like Mane, baller. Kante, baller. Aubameyang, baller. Do you know what I'm saying? Like when you start seeing Donnies that are like not respected and you're thinking, yo, that is a mazine. Then it's like, hey. But I was shocked. When I saw Aubameyang, I was like, raw. I was a bit scared. <laughs> and you know what I was? I was a bit like, rocky. Okay. does he cut his hair? looking scary. Who? Does he cut his hair? You can... No. <laughs> no, like, I, I just think... I think it's just like... 
He, but his hair is. It reminds me of the days of Drogba. Remember when Drogba used to just have like wet, slick hair, and he would just do all kinds of mazine to it. Bro, like he I, would have like he would have his hair tied back, and it would be wet. And I'm thinking, what's he doing? It's the French Africans. It's the French Africans. That's what it is. Them man, them men are wild. <laughs> them men are wild. Anything to try and be American, bro. Them men are wild. Forever permanent. Them men are all wild. But yeah, nah. Bobby Firmino's one is. Yeah, yeah. Like like his a, first year. A cartel boss. Only to. <laughs> only told him to cut that cut that mess up but yeah Bobby Firmino bro my man is coming in with, the, with the, he's got the gangrene do you know what I'm saying he's got every class you want the guy's looking looking like he's ready to shop like, for the whole of Merseyside <laughs> when that title when the title gets lifted my man's got the cats and the fiends everywhere doing it for the favela man it's mad the haircuts are mad honestly I ne- I've never felt so human seeing footballers so human in my life mm. to than this but yeah, the trims are wild. Who's who's got the worst trim so far, or the worst hair? Let's see. Right, that's not trim. Mane, is it Oba? Yeah, I think it's not. Mane, Mane makes sense. That I look at, I'm like, it's wild, but it makes sense. Aubameyang legit scared me. That's lawless. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm really Aubameyang lawless, had it like man. that, you know. Aubameyang Taylor, I never really noticed that. I never thought anything of it. So when I saw that photo and yeah. it was like up here, like the middle of his head, I was thinking, "Raw, it's mad, unbelievable." Yeah, like, it's, you, it's, you forget that bro, he's but, 30, 31. That picture showed, yes, he is thirty-one. hundred percent, hundred percent. He he looks thirty-one now, boy. <laughs> looks fifty-one. But yeah, man, that, that's that's. <laughs> now there's been some awful hair awful awful hair and as soon as the barbers can open I'm telling you man people are gonna man, we're gonna see barbers, trims galore the barbers are going to make millions they're going to be the richest right. people in the country so, sorry man I'm still going which oh Rod is barbers open yeah no well, people are going to have barbers yeah hey where 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 blood give me the plug Sergio Oleo was wearing a Columbia top and he posted it on Instagram like his barber came to fuck him up. Quarantine. Uh, you, see, you see Tottenham Hotspur, blood, yeah? Any man from Tottenham Hotspur, bro, honestly, like, Serge Aurier is the biggest clown. Him and... Who's the other one? Jordan Ibe as well. Oh, yeah, Ibe, yeah, Ibe, Ibe. He's looking like Cisco with a gold team. Yo... Hey, these man's internet has yeah, gone. Yeah, these man died. Both of us. It's twice now. NW, bruv. Why? why? <laughs> it looks like I'm the host now. Uh, uh, man, them training, bruv. Boy. Um, yeah, it's a bit weird. You come in at random times now. Mm. Like, so half the team comes in the morning, half the team comes in the afternoon and you just do your own thing. But I guess that some way to build a team up and now we're looking at what the government has announced that it's coming back next week that you can have full-on teams now. Yeah, apparently, apparently they've approved um, what is it? Full contact. Training. Yeah. But the um, Premier League have to vote on it on Wednesday. So, oh, this is... Well, I mean... But I think the return day is going to get pushed back, though. It is, because of the amount of the new cases that's going to come 
very, very quickly. Uh, listen, we ain't been bad. League ain't been bad, you know. Only no, we've not been as bad as Germany. Germany was bad. At least like eight out of less. How many, how many was it? A thousand? Is it eight? Something like that tested positive. Yeah. Bad. So eight out of a thousand, but that's like pre-training. So now that's come for a week, and then there's another round of training. Yeah. We're going to see. That's going to be the big one. I remember everyone else is tested negative, isn't it? Yeah. So if it's positive, you've been out somewhere, bro. Yeah. You've been <laughs> straight out, bro. So, but yeah, I bro. there's a play that's been around this week already. Mariapa. Yeah, I think I heard it. I was like, someone's been out. Oh, well, out? Out what? Yeah, like, like on the sesh. Nah, he, he got tested. He's the first one to announce yeah. like, Positive. Apparently, his name was um, someone leaked in it, so he just come out straight and said, "Yeah, I'm one of the people who tested positive in that." And then two other players had to isolate because they were in close contact with him. So, do you think more people are now going to do what Troy Deeney and Kante is doing, saying that they're not going to come back until it's safe? Uh, if I'm being perfectly honest, I think there's certainly more than two players that don't want to come back. I just think they're fearful of the backlash that they're going to receive. I think Troy Deeney strikes me as quite a, a standout, no-nonsense kind of guy. He doesn't necessarily care what people think. He said it himself, you know, he's been broke before. He'll happily go broke again. And then I think, you know, Angola Kante's he's also got his mitigating circumstances. And I think he's sort of the nation's darling in that respect. But I definitely do think that there are many, many more players who are genuinely petrified of having to come back and don't want to come back, but they fear the reprisal, they fear being, you know, lambasted, they fear being vilified for it. You know, you know, in case some point, Danny Rose, yeah. he sort of, he, yeah, he's always welcome, he sort of came out and said, what do you think? So I definitely do think that there are loads of players that don't want to come back. They just haven't said anything yet. Yeah, so, well, what, for, for, uh, I don't know you guys, were you guys listening or while you're down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just yeah. Heard, I, I just wanted to say, like, does it change anything given the fact that today, Boris Johnson has just said that, like, by the 15th of June, we're going to have, like, retail shops open again. And, like, basically, we're moving towards, like, the rest of society having to face those same conditions in the sense of, like, you're actually going to have to go out and be in places with people. So by that time is when the Premier League will be looking likely to come back. Is it is it that unfair anymore? Or is it still harsh to expect players to play? Um... Uh, what my answer Because the thing is, they're getting tested, so that would be my thing. Like, you're getting mm. tested, you know who's, and like, as you see, eight man got tested positive. Ah, uh, they stay at home, some are chilling. It's not a big in it, but obviously, to each his own in it. If you feel, ah, uh, I don't feel safe, then ah, uh, it's up to you. The tests are there, they make sure everything's calm for training. So that's up to you, and I'm not gonna say, ah, hey, blood, go play for him. Nah, man, that's up to you. That's everyone each his own. So, mm. you back, Pete? Yeah, and no, I'm here. Welcome. What's the question? Will it? Will this so, affect players? No. So we were, mainly, we were mainly talking about how teams have come back into training, and how it's gone from small groups, and now that contacts coming back, and then we're just looking at how compared to the Bundesliga where they had 10 people tested positive, so far in the Premier League's been two. Will that improve or will that get worse when it comes to close contacts next week? 
depending if it gets put in by the Premier League board. Hello. Um, <laughs> it's them ones, isn't it? Yeah, it's them ones. Like, I think it depends what the players do outside of football. You know them ones? I feel like they're going to literally... Yo, can you not hear me? No, we hey. can hear you. I'm here, blood. Well, go on. We can hear you. <laughs> yeah. Yo, yeah, the show. <laughs> can you man hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think he can hear us. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I said ages ago. Bloody hell. Anyway, um. All right, all right, cool, cool, cool. All right, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm just gonna remove him just because. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what's going on there. Like, he can't. I don't think he can hear us, but we could hear him. If they decide to go and do stuff, then then it's them ones. Nah, nah, this is this is terrible. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. Yeah, but the, the thing is, the thing is, we're we're getting to a point as a society yeah, where no one is going to be completely like safe from COVID. You, we're all going to have to go back into environments where it's like, I might catch it, I might not catch it, and I think those people who have specific conditions, i.e., their family members or their own health condition, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna want to withdraw themselves. And I don't think anyone could really have anything bad to say about that. Yeah, like he said, his son Dini said his son can't, can't breathe properly at the moment. So exactly. Oh, exactly. I can understand yeah. that. I want to say, oh no, you get paid a lot of money to feed. You you Nah, man. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, but the thing is, we're reasonable, so there's no point making an argument for the unreasonable people. We understand. Yeah, yeah. So, it's one of them. Peter, what are you saying? Right. You mean it. Now you can hear me nice and flowy, yeah? We're all good. Yeah, yeah. Because before... Relax, brother. Beforehand, I could speak, and then it will come to you, man, like a minute later. So, like, that's why I was like... I could see the picture movement and it's not it's not correlating, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but anyway, the point I was making anyway was just that I think the cases probably might go up because we can't control what footballers do outside of training, outside of match day. If you're going to start, you know what I'm saying, if, it's, if we're getting back to physical training now, it's going to be inevitable, isn't it? At the end of the day, like the virus is still about, it's not like it's, it's gone or disappeared. So yeah, I think the likelihood is that we'll get more cases. Um... Has, has Germany got any more? Do we know from from, no. from the? They haven't no. got any more. Not that, that no. That's interesting. Right. Okay, that's interesting. So we'll see. I guess we'll see. Well, you know, what is it? Physical training this week, and then yeah, they vote for it on Wednesday. For what? For physical training? Yeah, yeah, the government have approved it, but the Premier League have to vote for it. What's interesting is that you're going to see a couple players just do a Kante and treat Troy Deeney thing. I just say, but I'm this lad. I'm not. I'm not risking it with with my family or whatever else. Should they deserve to be paid? It's a question. I don't know. I, I don't know whether whether or not we can make that judgment. But at the end of the day, like if a, if a, if a bus driver said, "Look, I'm not working because of my fears of COVID nineteen," does his wage get cut or her wage get cut? And if so, then then the players the players should do the same. 
Now, Trevino was saying, you know, I've been broke before. I don't mind getting broke again. But will he live up to that? Do you know what I'm saying? Will he actually donate his wages? That's another matter. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, no, man. When is the date meant to be resuming anyway? When's the league meant to restart? So, Do we know? They said June 19th, but because some teams don't think they'll be quote unquote ready by then, they're pushing, they're yeah. trying. Some people will say June 26th. So it's only those two dates. A quick question. Um, do you know the fixture list, like how they plan to play all of these games? So they said it will start off with Tottenham versus United on the Friday slash Saturday is the first game. And then just do what the yeah. rest of the pitches were. Is that... Okay, so are they going to restart from when the first game, set of games got postponed? Yes. Yeah. That then it should be Arsenal Man City then. No, but they're doing like this week... Um, was it week 29 or week 30? That week gets restarted and all the postponed games will be like midweek games, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. yeah. Push it back. So they, they skip our one and start with that weekend. Because that, that was a game in hand. The following new year. The Tottenham yeah. United game was not a game in hand. That was... Like Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. 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 Yeah. yeah, the Arsenal one. Yeah, Arsenal City. And I think the FA Cup games, I don't know what what what, what happens to the teams that were meant to be playing. Oh, man, FA Cup, you know. I think FA Cup's gone. FA Cup. Nah, bro, they, they need to keep that because... Huh? I can't lie, it needs to cut. <laughs> it, need, it needs to remain. It needs to remain. But you know what's so funny, yeah? What would be mad is that, imagine an, like an FA Cup final with no fans. Like at Wembley, no fans. Yeah, imagine you win the FA Cup with no fans. I think That's the biggest mazine. I think you need to take this one at a time. League first. Yeah. You see how the German league or the Italian league or them not they're not starting their things again. They're just doing their league first. Calm. The league is not for sure. The league is the primary yeah, thing. Your league is your bread and butter. Start with they that need, first. They need that mula mula. The truth is that you know you look at the when you look at the divisions below your league ones, your league twos, and whatever else. How can we be restarting if other leagues are saying, look, it's time to can the thing? And like you look at the money that some clubs like there's gonna be quite a few clubs that go into admin, and it will be like it will only be till the end of this season that we realize, oh snap, bear man are gone. Yeah, it's almost like what 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 do we do now? Gary Neville Gary Neville was saying that the Premier League should be supporting the lower league clubs. I think championship should be all right, I think. But League One, League Two, they need peas, bro. It's difficult when they're not run by the same people. What do you mean? Premier League is a separate entity. So I'm just like... Well, what I'm saying, obviously, that's it's part of the same thing, bro. You're all part of the same... You're in the same industry. Bruv, so we've got peas, bro. You can't, you're not going to tell me you can't send a couple of peas down to League no, Two. I agree with you. But I feel like uh, because... Premier League is Premier League. Like, imagine it as a, in a company. Premier League is Premier League place, and the EFL is EFL place, but they're both managed by the FA. So you're telling one industry to donate to another industry. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I get that, but obviously there'll be people in there that's like, hold on, we run our own thing, this is our own money, why are we doing that? That's what I'm saying. That's the issue Which is, to get. And- this this is what's so hilarious. Of all bodies that you've named out there, yeah, the FA, I've not heard a peep. I've not heard nothing from the FA. And yet, they manage the football in this country. 
all football in this country, right? And it's so funny because we, we were just talking FA Cup just then. And, you know, of course, that has to be scrapped. But we've not heard a sound. We're hearing more noise from owners of clubs, from leagues, from different leagues, than we are hearing from the governing body that is the FA, the Football Association. Say that again? Fring did say something the other time. What's his name? Is it Greg Clark? Is he still the chairman? What did he, what did he say? I don't know. He was talking some nonsense, bro. Like, he was like, I can't remember what it was, but he did come out with a statement or something. All their players, it's interesting, all their, man. All their players doing is cancelling leagues, bro. They've cancelled non league. Yeah, yeah. The women's league just today. Women's league is cancelled. It's just. Mad. Oh, bro, who's, who, who's champion? I haven't decided yet. I haven't decided yet. I will also retain, yeah? You're done, though. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. It hasn't been decided yet. It's just been cancelled. So, right. So, women's football's been cancelled. Mad. Yeah. No, but, but to, sort of, to touch on David's point, like mm. in terms of the peas, like a lot of clubs are gonna feel the brunt of it. Like a lot of clubs are gonna really, really, really struggle because, like, you've got no. And this, this isn't. This isn't just from now to the end of the season. This is from now to the foreseeable. So potentially this time in 2021, there's no gate receipts. There's, there's no TV. Uh, like, what's going to happen? And I think it's idealistic to say, like, clubs from the Premier League should chip in and help the lower league clubs. Let's, let's call a spade a spade. Barry went out of business this season. You see what I'm saying? So as idealistic as that sounds, is it going to happen? So bro, a lot of teams... I don't want to say pack up, but potentially one or two. Who knows? Yeah, bro, that's mad. No, I think they will pack up, bro. I think you're absolutely right. I think they will pack up. Do you get what I'm saying? So, and and, and that's where you know that's where um, football's going to be such a such a sad spot. It should be something that's amazing, but it's going to be something so terrible because of the falling of so many great teams. We've had Berry, and it seems like nobody really batting an eyelid unless you're from up, the, up north. Yeah, but, but yeah, but when, when you turn around and you say to me, you know what, it's going to be like I don't know, I'm, yeah. just, I'm picking a club at random, Port Vale and yeah. and frigging Tramir, clubs that have been been about, yeah. See so what I'm saying? So it's bad. If leagues have cancelled elsewhere, how can we still be going? It's what I find odd. Right, because bro. the Bundesliga, bro, the Bundesliga gave amazing. hope. Yeah, but for example, but in England, does it make sense? Where, say, for example, if League One, League Two said there's no promotion, no relegation, yeah. then how can Championship then continue um, to fight for promotion and relegation? And then how can the Premier League then fight for promotion and relegation in Europe, etc.? When two leagues lower than us, they they're not letting anyone move. No one's shifting. Again, money, bro. Because a money, b the look at what other countries have done and. It is a double-edged sword that the fact that Germany were able to restart their top two, which is equivalent to the Premier League and the Championship, and the other twos just don't move. Um, so what? So how many teams are we going to have in these leagues? Is is the Championship going to have like eighteen teams next season or twenty teams next season? Possibly. And is the Premier League going to have like 22, 23? No, but if the Championship and the Premier League resume, um, they will still have twenty-four. But I don't know if the Championship will relegate people. If that makes sense. If they do relegate people, then the championship will have less people, but the Premier League will still remain the same. And the problem they have, yeah, they've got to do playoffs as well. So I don't know how they're going to do that. Yeah. Mm. I'll just say first, second, and third, man. 
Wait, to change that rule now, bro, the season's fine, I'm just saying, because like, to complete the season, then to add the players on top of that, that's what, extra... Uh, it's extra three games. It's no, it's extra three games. Extra it's, three games. it's still... It's, unless, it's, unless it's they make, long. Unless uh, they make a one-legged thing, bro. Winner goes through, but no two legs, bro. Yeah, it's straight knockouts, bro. One game. But, then, but, but where? But where, where do you play the game? Is it a neutral like, ground? No. Whoever's third gets the yeah. home game. And it's vice versa, bro. Third, fourth, and whatever. That's that's where you yeah, finish. I, I guess you, you get can get the home game, bro. But do you think that's maybe why the that's FA the solution? What? But do you, do you think that's maybe why the FA have been so quiet? Because there's so many of these permeables and these variables that they have to systematically, you know, wean out and sort of plan in order for it to run as seamlessly as possible. Because, bro, it's a lot. You know, that's the FA Cup happens. What happens to the playoffs? Who gets relegated? It's, it's, it's a lot. We're going to run into yeah. Let's say the Premier League finishes their season, yeah. Liverpool crown champions, whoever, whoever finishes top four, I can't. Who gets re- whoever gets relegated is relegated then. Championship, who comes up? If they're not going to relegate anyone, or le- wait, League One, League One and League Two are not promoting anyone, are they? No, oh, I think so. they, they have to decide though, right? I, I think League Two's shut. League Two's shut. It's League One is the problem. So who gets? That's the thing. Who gets promoted then? <laughs> so League Two, so League Two shut their case, which meant that non-league couldn't go up. Yeah, yeah. So like that, that screwed them over, which is that's big. That's a big thing. That's not fair, bro. Man finished top, bro. Do you know how hard it is, gal? Yeah, boy. Officially yeah, in the cold. Why is it? What's the what's the sponsor? Panorama. Panorama <laughs> League Two. Panorama National. No, Panorama. No, so, no, you mean. No, I think no, I think it's just EFL. Like, so you got the oh, EFL, EFL League oh, One, Sky two. Bet. Yeah, Sky Bet. That's what. Sky Are they Sky Bet? Bet? Yeah. Is it? Sky oh. Bet League yeah, One. Bro, I thought, band of Vanarama, bad man made this to Sky Bet. Yeah, and you're telling me I can't go up? Nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta do this. Yeah, Vanarama yeah. Again. Yeah, bro. You be fuming, bro. You be fuming. I gotta do bad. Non-league is not easy enough. That is stress. That's stress. I play football mind. I try stuff from north, whatever. Go ahead, that thing is yeah, hard. Yeah. The budget is trust existent, bro. Man, been a rookie town and just say, bro, I hear ya. It is not existent, bro. <laughs> you got I mean, to honestly, it's it's. Yeah, you just got to hope for the best. Yeah. You, you got to hope for the... You've got to... You just have to try and error. But, um, yeah, look. It'll be amazing... I'll be amazed how they set this up. I swear the neutral ground thing in the Premier League has now gone out the window. Is it, uh, yeah, it's correct? out the window. It's out the window. Yeah, they voted again. What, what? They voted again. <laughs> what changed? What minute was that? Yeah, team voting in. Do you know no, what? They're not. Yeah. I think it's because, like, the numbers of cases are going down. So I think they said, like, cool, police can be able to attend and whatever. There's... Obviously, but the simple thing was, yeah, you know how everyone was worried about, ah, oh, Liverpool in the league, they're going to go outside Anfield. Fam, block out, block out, you know, do what they did in Dortmund, bro. Just block out the street, bro. You so can do, yeah. Obviously, and also, it's... 
the man that live outside Anfield, you gotta leave yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, that's the benefit of living outside Anfield, isn't it? The rest of them, you're a bad guy, Adrian. <laughs> bruv, have you, bruv, have you seen Anfield Road, Oscar? Have you been to Anfield Road? Holy smokes! Outside no. <laughs> <laughs> Anfield, ah, that's the there was they had wisdom in it. They knew this yeah. time was coming sooner or later. Ah, <laughs> the rest of y'all, y'all need to start home, bro. Or in the pub, the pubs will be open. Celebrate there, innit? Did you hear that? If permitted, that the Premier League will give Liverpool a proper ceremony. So you know how all the players get the medals and lift the trophy up and there's like fireworks and all that stuff? Yeah, let them have that. Yeah, let them have that. Empty stage, Emerson. Like, the Premier League would do it for Liverpool. I mean, if we restart the league yeah. and Liverpool win their games, then they are rightfully champions and so they deserve everything that champions get. It's a shame. It's a shame that they're not going to have fans, but it is what it is. It is what it is, unfortunately. And, and at the end of the day as well, like what? You know, say say it's play behind closed doors and a bad man rock up. If them man catch the COVID, that's on them, bro. It's not like there's only so much the Premier League can do, and mm. they they're not responsible for how fans behave, how the oh. government, how the people behave. No, but Liverpool fans are dumb, sir. Huh? That's why I said you lock off the street to Anfield Stadium. Yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool, those fans, they would do anything. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah lock it, lock it off. And, and the, 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 and the truth is, wherever the barrier is, they're going to come as close to that barrier as possible. Yeah. And if there's a thousand men and they catch that COVID blood on them, you get me? Like I'm not even, like not even on, on a deep thing, but like just that the way the government has said, look, stay away, you know, stay alert, and all this kind of jargon. Fam, it is what it is. Like if I'm catching COVID now, it's my fault. You know them ones. It's not like they ain't put that in place. Like them and them and. All I'm saying is it's going to be mad. Like, you see what it's like right now at beaches, yeah, because there's a little bit of hot weather and Mandem are going down to Brighton for the weekend and whatnot. Just imagine in a couple of weeks' time, well, maybe the end of the end of June it would be, Liverpool win the league, the sun is blaring, we're, we're four weeks into this, so people are already going back to school, people have already gone back to retail shops and blah, 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 blah. We're getting accustomed back into society. When Liverpool win that league, the whole of Liverpool, the streets of Liverpool will be a street party for a whole day. We can't, it's inevitable, guys. If yeah, somebody yeah, comes back, yeah. we can't stop it. Facts. Mm, what I'm saying, facts. if you don't want them near the stadium, uh, knock off the street, let them celebrate that. Bar- bury that bar- off. Yeah. Yeah. Let them celebrate that way, bro. Because now you're just... just gonna, take, like, <laughs> what, take the corona to Goodison? <laughs> <laughs> There's no point. I just said, shift it. Goodness. At least let me see the team defend the trophy. Next <laughs> team. I want that, man. How many years is it? 20 years? You come back. Hey, hey. Uh, please. Hey, yeah. Liverpool fans out there, use wisdom, bro. That's the one. ones, yeah. Congratulations. I, I yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? You're asking the public to use wisdom. That's that's always been the downfall of this nation. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's a plus? Like, touching on a Liverpool topic. How that game against Atletico Madrid was allowed to go ahead? <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly. Oh, bro, 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 I, stress, bro, I swear I stressed this the first week. In the pod. I, I stressed <laughs> this in the first week because I said there was about 2,000 plus Spanish lads down there, yeah? 
and then another 45,000 of Liverpool, like, you know, 50,000 plus. How on hey, earth? Hey, what happens pre-corona stays pre-corona, all right? I wouldn't worry about that. The cases were linked back to that day. But it, it was the only game that was actually scheduled with fans because I swear PSG all Tottenham games, was no, no fans. Everywhere else had no fans. Yeah, yeah, well, we just now, bun that. Remember, remember that, that this country is not serious. Yeah, that's back when we weren't taking it seriously. <laughs> that's back when we weren't a big deal. <laughs> yeah, we, that's the last football game I ever watched. He's been burning since then. Oh, what um, game is now? My, my, my heart's cool. My heart's cooled down, actually. <laughs> that, that, was a t- that was a game and a half. Uh, yeah, that, that, that game. Oh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, man. Something else. Fam, Oscar, Oscar, you said you had something on, on Ashley Cole for us. What's Ashley um, Cole been rubbing about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on Sky Sports, he had an interview. And um, obviously, he was talking about why he chose to leave Arsenal and join Chelsea because it was a big contention point in his career. And he basically said that it was to do with a, a multitude of issues being how that like that both he was at fault and so was the club basically. So today he's gone on Twitter and had like a, a massive rant with random people. Like you know, like imagine like me and you are on Twitter talking about Ashley Cole. Ashley Cole jumped in the convo to just start debating. And yeah, That's he basically age. I mean yeah, yeah. Um so somebody insinuated I mean for two minutes, yeah. Somebody insinuated that he left now. Like, the thing is, it would be major if it was like one or two. The guy did like five tweets, bro. He was back and forth with random strangers. Like, wild. But, um, yeah, so somebody insinuated that he left for the money, much like um, much like Alex Song. Because apparently there was an article that came out where uh, Alex Song said, I left to Barcelona because the money they offered me was too oh, yeah. crazy. I knew I would get on the bench, but I had to go. The guy, so, yeah, so he, the guy confirmed <laughs> He responded to somebody saying that by saying, what are you talking about? When did I ever say that? Yes, the discussion was we fell out over money, but I left because people dangled something in front of me, then took it away, then tried to make it all my fault. And then um, people then like started to quote his book back to him. And in his book, he said that um, when he heard, when his age, when he's, when he heard a phone call from his agent saying that Arsenal offered a figure of 55,000 per week, he nearly swerved off the road, and then he was. And then um, Ashley Cole responded to that by saying, um, "Read the rest of the page. Basically, don't just Google the quote that you want to hear. The rest came after it." He also then went on to say, um, "If I stated every reason, then some of you would feel um, very hurt. So I chose to ride out the storm. Um, I've never seen the people responsible for the fall talk about this situation in truth." Ooh. Ooh. So yeah, and then he said. There are lots. There are lots of reasons, but you and some Arsenal fans can't handle the truth or don't want to hear it. This is all Flipping verified. No. All verified on Ashley Cole's Twitter page. So you can it out if you want to hear that. Yeah, came with the with the, with the big thing, blood. Came with the big thing, cause what? Rightly, rightly so. Because I think there's a misconceived. <sighs> no, I think there's a misconceived notion that um, if I go to a place where I can earn more money. I'm less ambitious sort of career-wise. <laughs> Bro, he went to Chelsea, he became a serial winner. I think he's the most decorated player ever in FA Cup history. He's won the most FA Cups. You know, he won the league. Best left back in the world. Yeah, best left back in the world. Fifth pro, all of that. 
won the Champions League as well, come on, man. Uh, and I feel like Arsenal fans are quite a, a bunch, if I've been perfectly honest. And a player, yeah. a, a player yeah, that yeah, yeah. Arsenal for the betterment of their own career, there must be some elaborate, money-hungry plot behind it. And it's not necessarily worth that. Adrian, I'll counter that. I, I, would, I would have agreed with you wholeheartedly if you said to me it was, you know, like Hleb, Song, Fabregas, Nasri's, the ones that left, I did buy also, the ones that left in the Emirates era where there was no money at Arsenal, right? But Ashley Cole left at a time where, now I'm not saying it's his fault that he left, like, like he said, it sounds to me that there is some huge dirt behind closed doors that we don't know about yet, right? But, yeah. um, he left at a time when he was like, he left, I think, the year after the Invincible season. So there was an Invincible season, then Chelsea won the league, and then he went to Chelsea the following year after that, right? And I felt like, you know, it's not like Arsenal weren't challenging for titles at that time. It's not like we weren't winning stuff. I think he we won the FA Cup with us, and then he went to the Champions League final with us, kind of thing. So, like, it's not like he wasn't, no, he didn't go to, he didn't, did he go to Champions League final? I don't think he Maybe he did. I think he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he, he did, but he, he was injured. He was injured. But um, when you look at it like that, you think, okay, do you know what? He's clearly left because obviously the money thing. And the truth of the matter is the money thing hurts us. Obviously it hurts us because really and truly anybody would leave their job for more money. That's almost why you would leave a job to go mm. and get more money. But um, And it, it just hurt that it was like, he, he was talking about I went to, to go win stuff. And it's like, bro, you were winning stuff with us. Like, when everybody else said it, they were saying it and then not even willing where else, wherever, wherever they went. But their, their paycheck was doubled. Do you get what I'm saying? Now it's like, in, you know, so for me, the Ashley Cole one was, A, the start of a miserable, miserable strategy, I think, at Arsenal, where they started selling their best players. He, he was the catalyst. And everybody was so burnt and hurt because who would have thought a player mm. of his calibre going to such a rival at the time um, and it just felt like the only thing could have been the money and obviously when his book come out you know he nearly crashed his car right, 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 right. and you know who knows what Chelsea offered him when he, when he signed there maybe it was like 10,000 10, more or whatever it was so it, it, it burnt us of course we couldn't face the facts but I think in that time he, he was in a team that was could win things it wasn't like it was a team that couldn't win stuff um, I think the way the way history played out he made an inspired decision, didn't he? And he perhaps, he's, he left the sinking ship. Yeah, and, and it, was, it was a sinking ship by our own fault. It wasn't like it was just sinking because that's what just that's just what happens. We decided to just let players go. Like, the Invincible team broke up by the time we got to the Emirates. There was, like, two players left, which is farcical, beyond description. It was unbelievable. So, um, yeah, you sorry, know, he... Mate. You're gone. Guys, there's, there's one more quote I forgot to read out from Ashley Cole, which is actually quite um, important to, to, in terms of his reasoning. So somebody tweeted out, one thing I'd love to know about Ashley Cole is, why didn't you think I'm going to be the next Tony Adams rather than complaining that these leader types of players were leaving? We needed players to replace them, not players to run away. Which is a fair thing that a lot of Arsenal fans would probably say. Ashley Cole responded by saying, good question, and the answer is, I wanted to win. I was around winners, and sorry, but that's what they installed in me. I knew a lot of players were leaving, so I made the decision for my career and to improve. And I didn't think I would have if I'd stayed. Yeah, at the end of the day, he made a decision for his career, and nobody can ever take that away from him. But if stick comes his way, he can't just expect to nobody like be upset that he left us. Because he left us, and... Do you know what I mean? Like, we were, we were I, think, I think his issue was that 
no, at that time, nobody ever saw it as anything but money, especially looking at what Chelsea were at that time. Chelsea had just bought, you know, two league titles and spent loads of money on a, lo- on a load of players. So then to buy Ashley Cole as well, like you were saying, for, he's just left the team that's won the, you know, the, the league unbeaten, won the FA Cup in the Champions League final. It all looked like he was just doing it for money and not for footballing reasons. And mm. I think he's just basically explaining that, look, there were footballing reasons and there were business reasons that Arsenal played a part in. Yet I was called Cashley Cole for the rest of my career. The, the, you get called that term because if somebody offers you a contract and you reject it because you wanted more money, it's hard to look at anything else. God knows what his wages were when we went unbeaten. And God knows what the what the contract he was offered. He said 55,000, right? I can't yeah, imagine he was on... I can't imagine what he was on in, in 04, for example, and whether there was a big difference or whether there was a big difference. Because mm. he burst onto the scene at Arsenal, don't forget. It's like Saka right now, right? How much would you claim Saka was probably on right now? If you just make a random figure. 45. I'd go... Oh, that's too high. I, I think he's like on, on 10 or something like that, right? And I think he's being offered somewhere like 30 to 40 now. And then Chelsea come up with 55 or 60. You would say, look, Saka left for the money. Because at the end of the day, it's like we offered you maybe double your wages, but it wasn't enough. Mm. And then it's like you've gone elsewhere to now, to now extend on that. Look, the stick will come he, in. He, also, he, he, mentioned, he mentioned the fact that, you know, Vieira left, Ornery left, the players that he... He considered leaders in the dressing room were on the way out, and yeah, I think I think you have to take it. With and there's reasons why they, there's, there's reasons why they didn't get stick. It's not it's not to say you, you're not allowed to leave Arsenal. Players have left, but not everybody got stick when they left. So even Vieira, Vieira didn't get stick when he left. And you know the simple the the simple fact was Arsenal made the decision to not play him for next season. So he said, "Raw." I'm going to cut, which is scandalous. You know what I'm saying? When you think about it, like it's unbelievable. And then, you know, you've got, you've got, you know, Thierry Henry stayed for an extra year because he wanted to go to Barcelona, stayed an extra year. You know, he was, he was all right the extra year. And then he was gone. We're like, we'll, we'll deal without you. It's, it's the manner. It's the way you hold it up. It's just the way you hold it up yourself. Fair enough. But fair play to Ashley Cole. He made the right decision at the end of the day. And that burns me. That, that freaking hurts. Yeah. I mean, he was our, he was our kid. Do you know what I mean? We just, so. we just celebrated the anniversary of Munich and Ashley Cole in that Champions League run in 2012. Phenomenal player. Phenomenal talent. Yeah. Yeah. One day it will be our turn. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Munich, um, Philip Coutinho has been in the news about a potential move. For now. No, potentially where? the Arsenal. Where, where, where is he? Where is he? What's his club right now? Munich, Bayern. But he's on loan, isn't he? Yeah. So mm. Bayern have decided not to renew it. Right. Okay. So Barcelona are now trying to quote unquote offload it for their wages, and yeah. so a lot of news has come out today that he started talking to his to agents. Have been talking to Arsenal. So my question is, you is would you take him? Bring him. Bring him. I have no problem whatsoever with Philip Coutinho at Arsenal. You've got to be delusional to not want him there. What are you saying, Adrian? Uh, Robin, what's, what's the fee? Uh, what's, what's the wages? Oh, well, fee. I don't know if his contract is done or anything, but... No way. If you're looking at Barcelona's wages and how much they had to pay to get him, I don't know if Arsenal can afford that or... 
do the bring, bring, bring. Last year, we said we had what 10 million to spend, and we spent 110. So, bring him, bring <laughs> him. I have no other comment but bring him. Who, who, he will replace. He will. He will be in that midfield, yeah, just behind Pierre and and Lacazette, feeding man, bro, and then taking shots from from range when he wants to. And then you can drop Ozil, you can drop Sabayos. Sabayos will probably won't even be there. But then you've got Ozil and so Ozil and Coutinho. You can play around with that. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm oh, here well, for I don't, it. I don't know Well, you, you think we will get rid of him? No, I'd get rid of him. I just don't think he'll just want to play. Well, that's well. If he's not going to play, then, then I'm playing Coutinho. It's, it's standard procedure. It's, it's not even a Coutinho gives me goals. He gives me assists. He's a good player. Like I don't get the the notion about him. I just don't get the notion why people diss Coutinho. He is a top top player. I'll take it. Honestly, I think it comes to the fact that he's not 142 million pounds worth of player, and people beat him with that yardstick. But you know, as you said, you know, he's a phenomenal player, and. I was actually, I actually watched a video today, a four new demolition job away at the Olympic Park. Um, you can actually play a deep line playmaker role as well. Yeah, I remember that game. I remember that game. That was he was sick in that game. And like you said, the deep line playmaker role. Oh, mate, we, we've we've got formations for days for him. Yeah, bring him. But the only thing is, he's he spoiled his market because the fee that Barcelona realistically it can't be any less than ninety million pounds, surely. Bro, no I, I don't know. Mil, bro. We, we might take like a two-year loan and then it will be like 40 million at the end of it. Listen, Barcelona, yeah, they want their wage bill to come down, blood. Mm-hmm. They're blowed, man. Somebody per Griezmann's got a goal. They're talking to Inter Milan about three players in a swap deal for La Ruta Martinez. They're spending... They're spending money like they're on frigging Congress. Like, I don't get it. I, what oh, they've been... They've been trying to... It's like 600 mil, bro. They how much money... Have, <laughs> I was going to say, how much money have they spent trying to replace Neymar? How much money? Because Coutinho was one, Griezmann was one, Dembele was one. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, three men. Say again? Dembele is available for 37. Bring, 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 bring. I think yeah, ever, ever since he missed at the new camp, that figure went down. <laughs> bring, bring, bring. I saw that video yesterday. I'm saying Coutinho, Usman and Dembele, bring to, to the Emirates, bro. I'm here for it all day long. Yeah, I, I think any. I think for, for first time, issue with Dembele. Yeah, he's injury prone. That's my only annoyance with him. Thirty-seven. I take the risk. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> yeah, that risk is getting taken, bro. No doubt. No shut up. I hear you. Thirty-seven million. I take the risk. Bring. Mm-mm, bring. World Cup winner. Bring. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Are we? Are we wrapping this up? I ain't got nothing, bro. Yeah. Yeah. All right then, man. All right. Make sure. Yeah. That's go on. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say go ahead. predictions for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, who's winning? Who's winning the classica? Bayern win. Good man. Ooh. I think it's a draw. Ooh. Adrian, what are you saying? Ben. Draw. Do you know what? Yeah, we're gonna see, guys. 
Bayern Munich put Dortmund in their place. Mm-hmm. You hear me? In their place, cuz. 3 0 Bayern Munich. Wow. Yeah, boy. If you watch Lewandowski, by the way, on, on that shower lingy. Yeah, so so it's Highland, to be fair. I mean, he didn't score against Wolfsburg. I'm, I'm sensing drought. <laughs> one game, one, one game for Highland. One game, one game. One game does not do a thing. <laughs> Bruh, 90 plus minutes, bruv. The record that he was on, bruv. He was scoring games every 30 minutes. Now, now he's got 90 minutes without it. Ooh. I'm, I'm smelling, I'm smelling, smelling drought, blood. I'm on fireworks popping off outside, bruv. I don't know what the hell is going on here. <laughs> <laughs> They're letting it off, bruv. <laughs> In East London. <laughs> All right, man. Make sure you share, like, subscribe, everybody. Thank you for locking in. We are at Top 4 Podcast on the Twitter, on the YouTubes, on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on iTunes. And we're everywhere, blood. You get what I'm saying? So make sure you share, like, subscribe. This has been the Top 4 Podcast. Thank you for locking in. Peace. Peace.